Trail running is a hobby that has only gotten more popular with time, but it isn't for everyone. Even among the runners of the world, trail runners stand apart. And while running is known to come with its fair share of injuries and risks, trail running is a whole different animal. Sprinting up a mountain is all fun and games until one day you find yourself out on the trail and something goes very wrong. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the 1997 disappearance of Amy Bechtel, a 24-year-old woman who went out to train for a 10K and never came home. Or so the story goes. Amy was having an incredibly typical day when she disappeared from the surface of the earth forever. Her morning and some of her afternoon was taken up by running errands and handling her affairs. She was seen buzzing around town and talking with the locals. Amy seemed fine, according to those who saw her, and there was no indication that something was about to go very wrong in her life. After doing some proper adulting, the prevailing theory is that Amy went out to the trails to prepare for a run. Amy was an avid runner, and she was training for her next big challenge, a mountain 10k that was no doubt designed to separate the athletes from the people who were just getting started. Personally, the idea of running a 10k in the mountains is just way too much for me. It's one of those things where I just have to say, you know, I could pursue that hobby, but probably not. I like running well enough, but trail runners sprinting in spaces at elevation will always blow my mind, especially when I'm hiking. But Amy was one of these people, and from what I read, it sounds like she was pretty good at it. Trail running was Amy's thing, and it was something that she did regularly. Heading out to train in Shoshone National Forest was not a weird decision for her, and she was very well acquainted with the area that she disappeared from. Since this was kind of her big hobby... I have to assume that she took a fair share of precautions out there, but I'm actually not all that sure about that. From what I can tell, Amy didn't tell anyone where she would be. Unless, of course, there is the chance that she told someone who lied to friends, family, and the police about it. At this point, our story takes a turn. When Amy went missing, it became clear fairly quickly. Amy's husband, Steve, was waiting for her at home, and when she didn't show up, he started to worry. After a little bit of sitting around, he went to visit their friends, Todd and Amy. He expressed his concerns, and the couple agreed to go drive to all of her favorite running spots while Steve waited at home. A few hours later, they found Amy's car at the head of one of her frequented trails. In the interviews, Todd expressed that they felt relief when they saw her car, even though it was after midnight at the time. 
They believed that it meant she probably sprained her ankle or something, that she was out on the trail and that they could find her now. But after an exhaustive search that covered 20 miles, Amy didn't show up. As more time passed, everyone began to worry, and police started to wonder. If Amy wasn't hurt out on the trails, then where was she? How did a trained runner with a specific route end up off the trail? Did she get lost? Did someone abduct her? Or is it possible that she never made it to the trail at all? When it became clear that Amy's disappearance was abnormal, police started looking for suspects. And like they always do, they quickly turned their attention to her husband. Police had a fairly strong suspicion that Steve was responsible for Amy's disappearance in some way, and they believed that he knew more than he was letting on. They made their accusations and deeply unsettled Steve, who made the smart decision to get a lawyer. Whether you are innocent or not, never speak to law enforcement without a lawyer present. It never ends well. Obviously, the police weren't happy with this, and they requested that Steve take a polygraph test. Steve's lawyer advised him against it, and a good lawyer always will, because polygraph tests are notoriously inaccurate. People act like these tests are the end-all be-all, but if you've ever taken one, you know that this couldn't be further from the truth. No one is more likely to trick these tests than the exact kind of people that they claim to find, so <laughs> that's fun. But police weren't done with Steve yet. They demanded to know what happened repeatedly, and they actually took the journals that he had been keeping since high school as evidence. I am not here to say whether or not Steve played a role in his wife's disappearance, but I will say that Steve's journals and notes being used in this case is probably my worst nightmare. Police claimed that Steve had disturbing notes about violence and murder in his journals, a fact which certainly sounds damning, but according to Steve and his friends, all of this was taken entirely out of context. The notes and things that they were pointing out were actually written for songs because Steve was in a band. Now, I am not a musician, but let me tell you that nothing freaks me out more than the idea that police would ever look at my writing and see it as an indication of my potential for violence or murder. I am a fiction writer, and I run a true crime podcast. <laughs> Writers often share this joke about the FBI trying to decide if you're a serial killer or a writer based on your browser history, but it's pretty true. For my hobby and work, I end up looking a lot of weird stuff, particularly in relation to murder and other crimes. Obviously because of the podcast, but also because a lot of my clients are in security and things like that. Twice a week, I get on Google and I search for dead people, right? And my fiction writing? 
Do you have any idea how much obscure death research goes into writing fantasy? I'm pretty sure that psychologists could read my stories and speculate about my browser history for decades and still have no idea what was going on. So, big fear. The problem was that even though they claimed it was him, they couldn't actually prove anything. Steve was with other people for almost the entire day, and the travel time to where her car was alone would have taken more free time than he realistically had. Their friends still believed that Steve was completely innocent, but someone else thought that the police might be right. Amy's brother, Nell. Police stated that there were violent statements towards women in Steve's writing, which is certainly a point of interest, but someone saw them as an admission of guilt. Nell recalled a time where Amy showed up with a large bruise. He asked her about it, and he said that she laughed it off and said Steve could get a little rough sometimes, but Nell didn't think it was funny. He was deeply disturbed by this, because while Amy laughed and said these words, she also refused to make eye contact with him. He believed that Steve was violent towards Amy and that he might be involved with her disappearance. This was further supported when a witness came forward to tell police that they saw another vehicle near the area where Amy's was found, and the description of that vehicle perfectly matched Steve's truck. Though Steve was the main suspect, he wasn't the only one. Some believe that Amy was killed by murderer Dale Wayne Eaton, a person that we'll definitely discuss in further detail somewhere down the line. But to this day, they have not been able to prove who killed Amy, and she has never been found. Amy went out for a simple run, and she never made it home. And whether she was attacked by a mountain lion or a deranged killer in the woods, this is obviously terrible and sad. So, for all of you adventurers that love to hit the trails, remember to always take the right gear, tell people where you are going, and be prepared for anything. If you want to discuss trail running dangerous forest predators, or the importance of emergency gear, contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. <laughs>